Of course it's dope. Hello, can you hear us, says Adam. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Thursday, July 23rd, 2009. Time for your uh, Gitmo Nation audio publication, episode 115. This is no agenda. Coming to you from the minimum security containment cell. It's where you find the Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West, from an undisclosed loft location in San Francisco. I'm Adam Curry. And from a uh, foggy northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Yes. Hey, good morning, John. So you're in the containment cell today? Yes, I am. <laughs> the minimum security containment cell. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> and feeling mighty fine about it, my friend. You should probably look at, check those doors, the front door, especially for solenoids. What, what's a solenoid? It's a thing that, you know, they can push a button and then magnetically, boom, oh, click. bolts yeah, the door cl- closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, well, they are. Yeah. That's a good point. Thank you. Yeah, I was looking. I, I'm more concerned. <laughs> we'll I, I think more in these terms. I was on, on Monday. I took my daughter over to uh, Alcatraz with our friend who keeps apparently inviting you. To oh, uh, Ranger Craig, yeah. I, Ranger I am gonna, Craig. I, I am so Ranger get Craig to showed that. us yeah. around, uh, and he gave us the tour, the back tour. In other words, we didn't, you know, stuff you don't normally see. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things you learn is that uh, prisoners who have uh, time on their hands come up with the craziest ideas. Of how to escape or just craziest it, ideas yeah, in general? Escape. Yeah. Like? Well, like spending seven or eight years... With a spoon? No, the spoon <laughs> thing is overrated. This is this is more weird. Spending seven or eight years with dental floss and tooth powder to grind through one of the bars. Oh my god! <laughs> oh shit! And how far did they get? Now, apparently, with the old original bars that they used to have, which were flat steel, and so they came out with the round steel hardened, uh, somebody actually busted through one of them. Oh, my God. After seven years of sawing with dental floss? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, shit. the tooth powder. So you need the tooth powder. <laughs> yeah, of powder course. Of course you do. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, memo to self. Let's not get stuck in Alcatraz. That sucks. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, did you see uh, our president last night? No, I missed him. Was he in town? No. <laughs> yeah. He, uh... Do you know that, that Obama has done more primetime speeches to the public in six months than George Bush did in eight years? Presidents very rarely do them at all. I mean, he does, you know, you do one about one every couple of years when something's important, but Obama's putting himself on TV over and over again. And the thing is, apparently, this last time when he gave his uh, health care speech, uh, the networks are, are getting reluctant to put him on. Yeah, except this time they had no reluctance whatsoever. And of course, I also received an email from our president uh, yesterday after, um, yeah, was it yesterday morning? Uh, I like remind- that you're on his email list. Yeah, well, you know, I'm one rare few. Well, check this out because, he, of course, this is the uh, it, you know the from is President Barack Obama, and the actual email address is info at messages dot dot gov. But this it, it was a very interesting um, salutation as he starts off by saying, "Dear friend," which I just find. Somehow, dear friend. somehow insulting. I mean, I'm a <laughs> I'm a citizen, you know, dear American or dear my fellow American, fellow or like fellow citizen of Gitmo Nation, you know. And of course, uh, the title of the email is "Tune In," <laughs> and 
As you read this, we are closer than ever to passing comprehensive health insurance reform that benefits American families and small businesses. Despite all the back and forth in the news right now, it's important to understand just how far we've come in this challenging process. That's why I'm holding a press conference tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and writing to let everyone know where we are, what's ahead, and why health insurance reform is so important. So um, I was lucky enough to be able to be home at, uh, at 5, get my Nation West time to actually uh, tune in. And uh, hold on one second. You leaving, babe? No. No? Oh, oh, kiss me. Oh, all right. Um, and uh, I actually fell asleep during the first half of the. Uh, <laughs> I swear, I was so tired. I'm, I'm lying the, on the couch. That, that's the danger. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. What like, is it that you somehow got transferred into your brain during these moments of sleep? <laughs> I don't know. And and what was he planting in my subconscious while I was drifting off into sleep? I couldn't understand a word of what he was saying, dude. It was literally like, uh huh, of what. And it was one of these typical news conferences that he does where he comes out. And now, of course, he, you know, he's smart. He's reading the teleprompter that's right in the middle of uh, the room. It's a huge LCD screen. You can actually see it uh, in a couple of the shots later on. And, uh, and, and, and watching it in, in HD is phenomenal because you literally see the screen reflecting in his uh, iris. Ow. And you see his, his eyes darting back that. and forth. They yeah, fix that. they do because the letters are too white or something like that. And you, literally, you can see the reflection in his eyes. And, and you see him reading because the shot is uh, reasonably close up. And then, you know, he does his little introductory thing. And then he takes 11 or 12 questions, which are all, you know, pre processed, pre set up. He knows exactly who he's going to call on. He knows where they're sitting. And of course, Helen is there. Now, she's almost like a. Uh, She's rocking back and forth like Bill Gates these days. She's like sitting in the front row going like, he'll never call on me. He'll never call on me. (laughs) And uh, what was interesting to see how, you know, and you really recognize how this thing is so set up. uh, Today, so that would have been tomorrow for yesterday's news conference, the president is visiting the Cleveland Clinic, I guess. Is it, uh, what's the name of the famous clinic in Cleveland? I don't know. Oh, there's some. Okay, well, there's some Cleveland Clinic. Not the Mayo, is it? No, no, that's no. A, Minneapolis. That's Minneapolis, yeah. Um, so I guess the the Cleveland Clinic is in on the game, and so he calls on the guy from the the Cleveland Real Insider. Like, duh, you know how? What a setup is that? It's like, okay, I get it. You know, call on that guy, get it all prepped for tomorrow. Um, and uh, it was just, it was just it was weird. It was really a very weird. Press conference. He also slipped a couple times on his answers. Instead of saying we sa- we saved or created jobs, it's like we saved and created jobs. I'm like, no, you didn't. You know, and last time I checked, we're still losing jobs. Yeah, I don't see where there's any created. Which reminds me, jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Uh, Nancy Pelosi. So I took that clip and I realized there was something missing from it, and that was a bunch of kids screaming. That's exactly. Yay. It's perfect. <laughs> I love it. Because <laughs> when, when you sent me the clip, I'm like, okay, it'd be the jobs clip, and they heard the kids at the end. I'm like, yeah, nice. So yeah, just play it at will. <laughs> yeah, whenever I feel like it. So you know, I, the only thing I could really do, and I've spent the past couple days doing this, is I I just went went ahead and tried to read this bill that they're talking about, this health care reform bill, and um, it's well, I'm not a lawyer, uh, and uh, I'm you know I don't even think a lawyer could understand this. It's kind, it reminds me a lot of the Lisbon Treaty, which I also read in its entirety because you have to 
go to all these other bills and laws and you have to find all this other stuff because it literally... Yeah, they're all cross-referenced to, yeah, to an extreme. Yeah, and, and it's not just cross-referencing, but this bill, which is H.R. 3200, um, literally changes other laws... Yeah, uh, like the IRS code and this yeah, and that. Yeah, so it, it's not just a new piece of legislation. It's actually changing old legislation. And the thing right off the bat that just really frightened me is, and I'm looking at it right now. I think I sent you a link, John, H.R. 3200. Yeah. Um, and right at the top, so it gives you the purpose of this bill, and I'll just quote this. To provide affordable, quality health care for all Americans and reduce the growth in health care spending and for other purposes. I'm like, what? Other purposes? What other purposes? Isn't, isn't the bill just about the bill? What kind of hedge is that? So, you know, that, of course, makes me incredibly suspicious yeah, well, yeah, and well, you should be. The thing that got me about that bill is that is the fact that they want everybody. You know, impl- there's a bunch of like a new enforcement agency, and there's a new health commissioner that's going to get paid as much as a uh, and it, with a huge staff that's going to get paid as much as a cabinet member in, in Obama's cabinet. Oh, really? I was trying to figure out the salaries, and so this salary is going to be the same as this person. And you know, they, so I had to go check the, their their salary and their salary. If you look on, you know, it says it's going to be the same as this. But you have to keep going and going and going until you find out that the salary is one hundred ninety one thousand three hundred dollars per person per for the head guy. And then the way it looks, it looks as if everybody just under that person is getting. Uh, uh, just a, a shade less, but you know, I, I was looking at the different salaries. You know, Pelosi, for example, as the Speaker of the House, she gets two hundred twenty-one thousand dollars, and Obama gets four hundred thousand dollars as the President, and all. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. These salaries to begin with are are bogus. Pelosi gets two hundred twenty one thousand dollars, but yeah, she has and, use and, of a seven fifty seven. Yeah, she gets a jet. Hello. <laughs> and and do any of these people ever drive their own car? Do they pay when Obama has a dinner at the White House for a hundred people? Is it coming out of his out of his salary like it would be with you if you give a dinner for a hundred people? No, of course not. It, so it's, they basically, it's a company the money expense. is just a, it's just a here here put it in the bank because you're not going to have to spend a nickel. Yeah, I mean, how does that account as anything? That's not what the true salary is. If you were going to look at Pelosi's true salary with the seven fifty seven costing thirty thousand dollars to fly across the country, by one estimate, uh, if you're going and she's going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, she's making millions of dollars per year. She's got limos, she's got free food, she's got a seven fifty seven because she doesn't want to stop. Yeah, she's got free free housing. I think uh, yeah, she's got a, housing, a place I'm in sure. uh, in DC. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, there was- anyway, so I was concerned about the fact that in that bill, there's a non-compliance cause clause for employers, which amounts to a hundred dollars a day fines plus probably interest uh, if they don't insure their employees. Yeah, well, so well, yeah. This is uh, this is the thing that's kind of weird. Um, if you have a, so I'm a small business owner essentially, although, um, I kind of fall outside of what is deemed small business. Up to 200, if you have a, a payroll of up to $250,000, which let's face it, that's like four guys. You know, is that, how many people would that that's be? That's about right. Yeah, about four or five people. Uh, then, then you're kind of, you're exempt from all of this. But if you have a payroll over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is you know basically Mevio is a good example. Oh, so you found that I was looking for that yeah. number. I couldn't find it in the bill. Yeah. If you don't, 
if you don't provide health care, now we do provide health care. If you don't provide health care, then there is an automatic 8% uh, tax on uh, additional payroll tax, which, of course, comes right out of the workers' wages. Now, that's okay because we provide health care. Uh, the problem is um, that the uh, government now has, according to this bill, now has the right to audit our books whenever they feel like it to make sure that we're actually doing everything on the up and up regarding health care. Right, there's a compliance officer. That's a bit chilling. Now, I found on page... How many of these, by the way, how many of these inspectors, which is what it amounts to, or auditors, which are not... probably get paid more than an inspector would. How many of these people do they gonna, are they going to hire? I mean, this seems like another big government job. You know, I mean, everything that Obama's doing, all the creation of any jobs he's creating are all just government jobs. It's like everyone's going to be working for the government except you. Yeah. Because I'm going to go to work for the government. Well, this is, of course, exactly what happens in uh, Atlas Shrugged, if you read that. Oh. Yeah. By the way, someone sent me a note, says he was listening to the audiobook version and was really enjoying it, all 52 hours of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite an audio book, but the uh, the bill is is interesting. Portuguese in that amount of time. Interestingly enough, this bill is one thousand seventeen pages long, which is about the size of Atlas Shrugged. Um, and I know how long it's taken me to get through that book. And of course, what really seems apparent is that they, you know, the the government goes on vacation in August. Like, well, okay. let's talk about that for a quick minute. <laughs> they go on vacation. Hey, wait. Let's give me. Let me ask you a question. Now, do I'm going to do an Adam Curry and ask you a question that's yeah. got the answer built yeah, in? Yeah, hit me. Hit me. <laughs> you've got the. Uh, you've got it. You're running a company. Yeah. Something's happening at the company. There's going to be a merger, or you're going to be shut down. Or, or we got. Or we got a client. Is. Maybe we got something. Or going you got on. a new customer for yeah. God's sake. Yes. Or you're. Or you're putting. You're going into a new building. I mean, a million things. Are you going to take four weeks off of your normal vacation, say well, you take a month well, off? Okay, first of all, um, I think by law almost, unless you've been working at a company for eight years, you don't even get four weeks of vacation. Uh, I believe as an executive... In France, they do. Yeah, <laughs> we're not in France, dude. Uh, I believe I have uh, three weeks of vacation a year by by the book. So um, I have a partner in the business, you know, kind of like you have a president, a vice president, you've got a, a speaker of the house, you've got all these people who could pretty much, you know, look after the ship and steer it. So while we do, you know, we've got family, so while I will take a, a little bit of time off, like a week or so, or maybe a week and a half, you know, I coordinate that with my partners in the business so that they'll keep the ship running. Of course we don't shut everything down. They, of course they not. They allow it in Washington, and they don't do it for four weeks. They do it for five weeks. And wait a minute, let me get this straight. We're in the worst financial crisis in our history since the Great Depression, whatever they want to say. It's a, it's yeah. a horrible situation. Why don't they stay and work it out. Let's go on vacation. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. These guys are made this. They're rushing these bills through because they have to go on vacation, <laughs> even though the economy is in such bad shape and everything's falling apart. But they're going on vacation. So I mean, give me a break. They should not go on vacation, and they should let people read this this health care bill. It's ridiculous. These guys are crazy. So the whole point that I'm they trying to be make voted out. Yes. Well, we're we're way too hypnotized for that. So the whole point of this rush, which is exactly what they did with the seven hundred billion dollar stimulus uh, package, or we got to hurry. And it's as far as I know, we've only spent about seven or eight percent of it. Why do we have to hurry to to get it all done? Um, you know, they really want to rush this. 
so that people don't have time to read it. And honestly, John, I'm not stupid. You're not stupid. You know, we're, we're, I think we're on the level of any congressman or senator. You know, these are just people who have been, you know, they're doctors. They're, some of them are lawyers. A lot of them are lawyers. Uh, but they're people who were elected, voted in. They can't read this in, 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 in a week's time. It's impossible to read it, comprehend it, understand exactly what it means. I've only been able to pull little pieces out. For example, page 59, which kind of freaked me out. And I'm not sure I'm reading it right, but requirements for specific standards under section B, it will require, uh, I'm sorry, under section C, it will re- enable electronic funds transfer- transfers in order to allow automated reconciliation with related healthcare payment and remittance advice. The way I read that is that the government will require every citizen to allow the government to transfer funds in and out of your bank account. Do I, am I reading that wrong? I don't know. I can't figure it out either. Require the use of standard electronic transaction with which healthcare providers may quickly and efficiently enroll with a health plan to conduct the other electronic transactions provided for this party. It sounds like a Nigerian scam. <laughs> it does. There's also... Um, I'm looking for it now. uh, This bill will require every American citizen, whether you have private health insurance or not, to have an ID card. So there you go. You know, they've finally done it. Yeah, your papers. Your papers. Yeah, Auschwitz bitte. They finally put it in. Now, even if – so we have our – and I know you take advantage of the Mevio health care plan. Um, The doctors that you go to – will still no longer be able to provide what you and he feel is appropriate. The government, in effect, is going to determine what you can and cannot get. This is how they're supposedly lowering the the cost of health care. But I want a doctor to be deciding that, not the government. Well, here, why don't you play, here's a kind of, I thought this was a little off the wall, but I've got a long clip from Dennis, uh, uh, what's his last, Cortese, who is yeah. the CEO of the Mayo Clinic, one of the most efficient uh, operations in the in the world for medicine. And he ha- makes a couple of interesting points. You want to play that? Yeah. What do you think of the public option? The public option in their plan uh, depends on what we mean by the public option. If we mean a Medicare-type option that has price controls and it's fee-for-service, that'll be a catastrophe. We've what, uh, I, I didn't quite understand that. Is he going to explain this? Uh, well, it's pretty straightforward. You, you're saying, in other words, if it's going to be one of those systems where you you know come in for a test and then they add another test and another test and another test because they've, they've lowered the price they have. In other words, they capped what you can charge. Uh-huh. By the government said, no, you can't charge more than 50 cents for that test. And said, okay, well, let me do 10 of them. Ah, okay. Because that's apparently what's happened (laughs) over the last few years. Right, okay. Seen it already in Medicare. It's the largest public insurance company. It's been up and running for many years. It's had price controls under its control for since 1983. And with price controls, what have we seen? People just do more. Uh, The rate of growth of spending has still gone up. Okay, I get it. You get paid for every service. You, you want to do as many services as you can. And remember, Medicare is only one style. Another one could be Medicaid. Right. Well, this is exactly what the president said was not going to happen under the new plan, that you would not be able to um, 
uh, you know, to have well, three that's or four why, different that's tests. That's why you come in with that concept that the government is going to tell you what you can, what tests you can and cannot run. So well, it's not just run. a concept. This is actually happening. This is this is. I mean, but, I've, I've but seen this. The, yeah. The point that I really want to make with this guy, that's an interesting point, but the, what he's bringing up now is actually even more interesting because, I mean, nobody even thought of it about the simplicity of what he's about to say. They, they have difficulty with it. you got a military system. you got a VA system. You have TRICARE. Right. TRICARE is a pretty good little insurance product out there. People who have it like it. Most people don't even know what it is. And not many folks have asked to hear from the TRICARE administration what they can do, what can they bring to the table. And you have the Federal Employees Health Care Plan, which is basically private insurance products that's available for all the federal employees, including the congressman and the president, the mail carriers, the CIA agents, everybody. This is the reason people always say if, if, if Congress would give the American public the same kind of health care system they had, they'd be better off. Uh, well, and indeed, when you look at this and you say, well, okay, we have six public plans that are available on the shelf, and I hear people saying we ought to create a new one, I say, what, are they out of their mind? <laughs> it, it, it makes me cringe to think of really being able to put together another public plan. We already have some, and pick one if we want to use that. Yeah, no, that's really interesting, John, because the president, yeah, the, the president literally said last night, and I don't have the sound clip, but he literally said, "You, because the question was, President Obama, will you be on the same health care plan as what you are now offering to uh, to the entire country?" And he said, "Yes, it will be exactly this." He said, "He thought it was funny." He said, "Yes, it will be exactly the same health care plan, but of course, I have a different one because you know I got a doctor around me all the time." But hey, I'm the president. And it was like, uh, okay, but he was saying that it will be exactly the same, and it sounds like. Cortez or Cortese, whatever his name is, he doesn't agree with that. They won't be the same health care plan. No, and it's some new system. But I think the point he makes is we've got six government health care systems in place right now. And he, and he names all six of them, including the, the obscure TRICARE. And these are all for the government. And, you know, these are, you know, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, you know, Blue Veterans Cross, Administration. <laughs> No, that's why it. are why don't we just turn one of them into the national health health care system? Why do we have to have a whole another one, a seventh? Uh, more money for them. Yeah, it's another bureaucracy they're creating. It's bullshit, is what it is. Let's face so it. So if if uh, and and the uh, the entire bill uh, can be found in the show notes at noagenda.mevio.com and noagenda.squarespace.com. Uh, I just want to give you a quick rundown. Uh, to find out more about the hint of a national ID card, that's page fifty-eight. Uh, U.S. government having immediate access to every uh, bank account, page 59. Uh, all, uh, this was, uh, there's a lot of information here about what doctors can or cannot own. They're not allowed to own a certain amount of the hospital. Uh, that starts around page 317. Um, oh, this is another nice one. All American citizens ordered to give the U.S. government power of attorney over their living will – that starts around page 425. Oh, I'm and, sorry, what's this? Yeah, I can pull it up for you. Do you have that no, in I mean, front just, of you? We'll just summarize. The government will have a new power of attorney over your living will. That's weird. Well, the whole thing is weird, I wonder what that means. John. Well, let me, let me get some of the verbatim text for you. Hold on, I just did some notes here. Uh, 425... Here we go. Uh, 
Okay, such consultations shall include the following. Uh, an explanation by the practitioner of advanced directives, including living wills and durable powers of attorney and their uses. An explanation by the practitioner of the role and responsibility of a healthcare proxy. See, it's hard to understand this language. That's why I'm not quite sure if I'm reading into it properly. But yeah, when I, I wish see this, stuff, to, I wish some people would go and then to start uh, dissecting yeah, this thing. Yeah, how about the people on, we elected? Well, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you go and do it? An end of life plan now for each American citizen. Two to the head. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and of course they slipped in a really nice one about marriage. And, uh, and the, I guess this is where we finally determine if you can be married, whether you're gay or not. Um, that starts around page 487 or 4, 489, actually. Uh, the government can decide who and can, who cannot be married or what uh, constitutes a marriage. So this is, uh, you know, if, if you're, I guess if you're gay, lesbian, whatever, and, uh, and you consider yourself to be married, no health care for you. Well, or, or is, well, that doesn't make sense from the Obama perspective. It would be the opposite. Oh, please. What do you mean? He's against gay marriage. He said it himself. Mm. He's against gay marriage. So is Joe Biden. This is no secret. That's the one thing they've been transparent about. People don't want to believe it. The one thing they've been transparent. <laughs> I, I wouldn't think they don't want to believe it because Obama is a Democrat. You know, there was, so there was another question, and oh, it's so expertly done. Um, because recently uh, all of the head honchos from the healthcare providers uh, met at the White House, and the White House would not provide a list of who the executives were, which, of course, you know, the press gets all up in arms about that. And Obama said, well, you know, first of all, you know, you guys were there. This was a, a press, what do you call it? He called it a press photo spray. <laughs> which I was kind of like a whoa. That's like machine gun spray. Uh, <laughs> really? A <laughs> photo spray. Yeah, and uh, so you could see exactly who was there. And I think we've actually sent out a list as of this morning, blah, blah, blah. You know, but the question was about, tra about transparency and the fact that these health – and there's another great question, which I had as well, is why were these health care uh, bill uh, committee meetings not on C-SPAN? And, and the president goes, well, you know, there's other important stuff going on. Wait a minute. Didn't he make a promise? It's one of his great promises that he was going to put all this stuff on C-SPAN. Yeah, no, he said there was other important stuff going on, like the finance committee uh, hearings. And I so, watched C-SPAN. There was a lot of crap on there. It wasn't anything important. Of course, important. it was so to my air. That was what was on the whole time while well, this health care bill so was... So why? Yeah. Who needs to see that? It's the same. I mean, she's in anyway. What difference does it make? I got to play it again. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. That's what it is, man. They're just covering that shit up. And we know she's going to get Obama affirmed. made a big point about saying that, that all this stuff was going to be on C-SPAN. Yeah. It's one of his promises. Yeah. Well, it's not true. There's a number of sites, by the way, people should check out. I sent you a link to one of the more interesting ones, which I, seems yeah, fairly objective, uh, that, that lists all of Obama's, what he says he's going to do and what he's did and what he's not done. And It's the, the, the truthometer? Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, it's a little left. It it's a left-wing uh, oriented. Uh, so I think this is one of the newspapers out of Florida. But Here it is. Fact, it's uh, politifact.com. That's the one you're talking about? Which What is it? I'm sorry? Politifact.com. Maybe. Truth-o-meters-statements. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll have that in the show notes for people who want to check it out. 
for sure. But one of the things listed in there is that Obama's going to do all the stuff on C-SPAN so everyone can see it if they want to. And I don't see why he doesn't even do that because who watches C-SPAN except you, me, and five other people? <laughs> We're the only guys. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's funny because... It's like C-SPAN's he's got about the same number of listeners minus a couple as Fox Business. And I had I had Nick over the other night from uh, from the office and uh, and I have the, t- no, I have the TV on C-SPAN. And he says to me as he's leaving later that evening, he says... Dude, why do you watch all those boring old dudes? What's that show about? <laughs> like, that's, yeah, well, there you that's, go. Welcome that's your to the government. public at large. That's, yours. that's C-SPAN, man. That's where you can actually see what's going on. He's like, oh, that uh, was pretty boring. You got Bravo? No, nobody cares. And he's, you know, just, you know, he's just a general member of the public. They're all the same. I would like to congratulate everyone listening, uh, by the way, to this program, whether it's streamed or time shifted in podcast format. You truly are the people who will actually uh, survive. You will live. They're the people who who aren't tuned in at this level who think, what the hell is this dumb show about? You're they're destined. <laughs> right. There's they're, plenty of them. They're, they're destined who are for these death. Two idiots? <laughs> you are destined for death. That's just <laughs> it. Forget about it. If you're listening, congratulations. You have you have lifted to a higher frequency. You actually have a shot at making it out alive. And by the way, I don't want to start begging for money so soon in the show, but you can go to uh, noagenda.squarespace.com and, and click on one of the buttons and help us out. Uh, I mean, besides that, we need more people going to that site because we just put it up and it's the numbers are, are, are kind of low. But we don't have a lot on there. I mean, I think people go to curry.com for most of this stuff. Mm, well, I don't know. They get it from different places. Sibelius, yeah. by the we way. definitely have a distributed mechanism. Uh, Health Secretary Kathleen Sebelius, who, of course, John, as you know, is a Bilderberger. Um, so they say. Yes. She was on Meet the Press. And you know, I'm just going to put the link in the show notes because... Isn't she another Jersey girl where there's yeah. just all this corruption going oh, on? Oh, totally. And so, uh, what's the guy's name? It wasn't uh, the regular... Uh, uh, yeah, who's the guy on Meet the Press? I forget his name. Yeah, there was a new guy this week. Yeah, so he's actually pretty good, and he's 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 saying, look, the the CBO, which is the what the Congressional Board Oversight Committee or whatever that it's like an accountant, it's like an independent accountant who looks at um, at stuff the government is saying, and they do the math, and they said, well, as far as we can tell. Um, this health care bill is going to cost more money. It's not going to save money. It's going to cost more money. So he lays yeah, it right to the out tune there. Of a trillion and a half. Yeah, he says it's going to cost more money. And she, and she doesn't answer the question, John. She just sits there and goes, well, you know, the president is really on board with this. And he comes back at it again. He says, yeah, but they say it's going to cost more money. How does that uh, jive with the whole idea of the bill, which at the top says to reduce health care costs? And she avoids the question continuously. You have to see it. We should have had a dub of it. Well, I have it here, but it's, it, it, it doesn't stop. You know, well, hold on. It a just second. goes on and just, on. We answer the question, no. Why don't you just say, look? <laughs> she should say, look, with the word look. Look, yes. Look. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, As President Obama tried rallying lawmakers behind health care reform, he repeated a pledge meant to ease not just Republicans' concerns over costs, but some fellow Democrats as well. I want to be very clear. There I it is. will not sign on to <laughs> any health very plan clear. that adds to our deficits over the next decade. I just want to hear that now, okay? Hear that. Hear what he says. This is his promise. What he did not repeat was his call for the House and Senate to pass bills by August. A goal. No, all right. That, so that's not the piece I was looking for. 
Um, he actually says, let me be clear in his email that he sent out to tune in. Let me be, he says, let me be clear or let me be very clear, because he let, has let me, two uh, variations pulling, of that phrase. I'm pulling it up. Uh, here it is. Uh, that's why I'm holding a press conference. Blah, blah, blah. Insurance reform is so important. Let me be clear, colon. Okay, so it's just <laughs> although, to let me be clear. Although Congress is still debating parts of the legislation, we have achieved critical consensus on several key areas. He says, let me be very clear, I think, when he's slightly annoyed. Yeah, he does. He does. But this By is the way, not- somebody sent us a note saying they should turn that into a drinking game. He says it so much. Oh, we'll, we'll be drunk. We'll be like Russians. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, anyway, that is also in the, uh, in the show notes if you want to go take a look at that. Uh, at Meet the Press, where Sibelius just sits there. And, and even Mickey's like, and she, she doesn't even have to listen to it. She's, like, this, she's lying. She's sitting there lying the whole time. Lie, 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 lie. Another good uh, analysis came out on uh, Monday of the health care bill from uh, a website called economicpolicyjournal.com. And uh, I'll just, because they actually did a real nice, and I, of course, I can't really say if this is true or not because it's all interpretation. It's like this is law. It's like a legal document. So it's all open for interpretation. And you have to be a lawyer and you have to have billions of dollars to dispute this stuff. But just running down the list, uh, the bill mandates government will audit books of all employers that self-insure. That would be us. Uh, Section 123, there will be a government committee that decides what treatments or benefits you get. Um, page 29. So, so, they're gonna, so in other words, all companies are, are, can be audited? No, w- not can, will be audited. Will? Mm-hmm. As in must be? Well, if, if they're going to have a staff big enough, they, they'll be able to do it. No problem. So it says yeah. will. So I'm going to presume that's how they, how they read it. Um, the health, commis- health commissioner, the health choices commissioner will choose your benefits for you. You have no choice. Um, government will have real-time access to individuals' finances and a national ID health card will be issued. That is page 58. That's what I've been talking about. So real-time access to your bank account. Real-time. So, hey, let's see what Curry's doing. Uh, is that the noise they make when they do this? That's how their computer systems sound, yeah. Uh, government is creating a health care exchange to bring private health care plans under government control. True. I believe that to be true. Uh, that's on page 72. I mean, this thing just goes on and on. It's, a, it's another great thing to look at. Uh, treatment of certain cancer hospitals on page 272. They're going to uh, ration so, you know, they're going to decide when enough is enough. And having been through um, a parent who died of, of cancer, it's like, you know, you never think it's enough, right? You're like, well, why don't we just try this? Can we try this? One more thing. And now the government's going to say, sorry, no more. No more, no more treatment for you. And that's, uh, that sucks. Uh, expansion. Page 317, government mandating hospitals cannot expand. This I saw in many different parts throughout the bill, and this has to do with part of the ownership that doctors have. I mean, this is, it's, it's uh, disconcerting, to say the least. Yeah, but, you know, marching ahead. Hey! And now, back to real news. I, uh... I Twittered the other day, as I think you and I discussed, I said, what are the 15 astronauts actually doing up on the International Space Station? 
um, you know, we shot off another uh, uh, another one of them. What do you call them? Space shuttles uh, that uh, went up to the space station, and, and Lord knows what that cost to send one of those things up. And of course, we are paying for it. And I just want you know. I just don't, it doesn't cut it anymore for me to hear that they're doing experiments with mice and herbs and stuff. I mean, it's like, who cares? Tell me what they're really doing. We've got 15 people up there. And the answer came to me almost immediately. As it turns out, the only toilet on board the International Space Station allegedly broke last week while in use when the motor fan suddenly stopped, leaving astronauts with no other option than to use the toilet on board the Soyuz capsule, the Russian crapper, the problem is that this particular toilet has limited capacity. No big dump for you. Luckily, <laughs> real lim- news. Limited this capacity. This is a crappy story. <laughs> but but it's all over the news. The toilet this must is really broken. Have them pissed off. <laughs> to coin a pun, there. <laughs> Luckily, rescue is at hand since the space shuttle just dis- jettison the stuff into space and head. You know, just well, shoot no, it down well, to well, Earth. Well, listen. So this this actually came. Uh, from before the space shuttle went off, and the, here it is. The problem is this particular toilet has limited. But luckily, rescue is at hand since the space shuttle Discovery is set to launch into space on Saturday in order to deliver the second section of the massive Japanese space laboratory Kibu. And of course, they will have repair parts for the toilet. <sighs> what are they doing up there, man? What are they doing on the space station? I just well, like I know to know. One thing that they love to do, or they, I know one thing that everyone kind of talks about in this in the uh, Silicon Valley area is that it turns out you can make some massively interesting uh, silicon crystals in a zero gravity environment. Hmm. Well, then just tell me that. I just did. Yeah, but that, why should that be a government project? Well, you know, I don't know, because we need uh, silicon for government uh, missiles. (laughs) Very interesting article in the Los Angeles Times uh, titled, A Time Bomb for World Wheat Crop. Now, of course, we know that Monsanto recently uh, got the go-ahead for... um, Taking over a lot of their a lot of the wheat production, I believe in the United States, I think is what we discussed, John, and uh, and that of course will be their genetically modified version of wheat. So simultaneously, the UG ninety nine fungus, also known as stem rust, could wipe out more than eighty percent of the world's wheat crop as it spreads from Africa. The race is on to breed resistant plants before it reaches the U.S. How convenient. <laughs> wow. The spores arrive from Kenya on dried infected leaves and sconced in multiple layers of envelopes, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody mailed them in. They did. It's like, here's a story hey. you should print, Los Angeles Times. <laughs> it came in an, in an envelope. Working inside a biosecure greenhouse outfitted with motion detectors and surveillance cameras, government scientists at the Serial Disease Laboratory in, that's serial as in C-E-R-E-A-L. Yes, serials. Serials in St. Paul, Minnesota, suspended the fungal spores in a light mineral oil and sprayed them onto thousands of healthy wheat plants. Yeah, good plan. Uh, after two weeks, the stalks were covered with deadly reddish blisters characteristic of the scourge known as UG-99. Nearly all the plants were goners. <laughs> I love this writing. 
crop scientists. <laughs> what cornball is writing this stuff? I'm telling you. They're goners. You know who wrote it, John. Monsanto. Yeah. Crop scientists fear the UG99 fungus could wipe out more than 80% of worldwide wheat crops as it spreads from eastern Africa. It has already jumped the Red Sea and traveled as far as Iran. Expo- well, we can't we can't even get YouTube video out of Iran. How do they know that that shit's there? Anyway, experts- here's a question on my mind. Is it the stuff so deadly, which apparently it is? How do they how is it growing at where's the wheat in how's the wheat in Africa growing at all? Well, experts say it's poised to enter the breadbasket of northern India and Pakistan, and the wind will inevitably... The rice eaters, you mean? Yeah, the breadbasket. And the wind will inevitably carry it to Russia, China, even North America, if it doesn't hitch a ride with people first. Hitch a ride with people first. It's a time bomb, says Jim Peterson, professor of wheat breeding and genetics. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Another Monsanto dude at Oregon State University. It moves in the air. It can move in clothing on an airplane. We know it's going to be here. It's a matter of how long it was going to take. I predict the TSA will now be uh, scanning you for UG99 fungus. I think a lot of people that fly should be scanned for fungus. <laughs> yeah. So um, that, of course, is very convenient for Monsanto's go-ahead to... Uh, produce and sell genetically modified wheat so besides i mean once you've got corn and wheat we're pretty much genetically modified people right because that we eat that's what we eat well actually we're more of the corn people we eat more corn than wheat yeah but they've already got the corn yeah that's true (sighs) well that's uh, pleasant news yes (laughs) Somehow I missed that one. I mean, we got the bat fungus, we got the dying bees, we got the uh, now we got a wheat blight. Surely, this gives them another excuse to grow more corn. Yeah, more genetically modified soybeans, which is totally engineered. Well, there's almost no natural soy left in the world, right? And, but, but there must be some in China. Well, I thought the Ch- uh, didn't we have an article months ago about the Chinese freaking out because they want to have like real soy and not the the Monsanto version? Uh, maybe there's too much to, to keep track of. But people don't really care, and I will tell you uh, why I say that. Uh, producer Aaron Spears uh, sent in a note. Hey, Adam, just finished listening to 114. Heard you mention the film Food, Inc. towards the end and had to tell you about the audience we're getting for this film. I manage a six-screen art house theater in Cleveland, Ohio, a self-righteous progressive stronghold, and have been amazed at the behavior of our audience when documentaries of this sort come out. So, of course, you know this is Food, Inc., which is supposed to scare you about uh, where our food actually comes from and how the pretty pictures on the packaging have nothing to do with how it's actually manufactured and genetically engineered. When we had an inconvenient truth show here, which was selling out weekend shows for month for months, there were companies that paid to have us hand out postcards promoting carbon offsets. I love this and other such nonsense. Guess what? The number one thing was we cleaned up in the theater after each show. Oh yeah, the postcards. I'd say at least half of what was passed out ended up in the trash. <clears throat> Same thing happened when we showed the eleventh hour. Now we've been selling out shows of Food Inc. However, the same kind of hypocrisy is taking place with the audience. People line up to get popcorn, 
popped in canola oil with extra butter, soybean oil with artificial flavoring and lots of TBHQ, and Diet Coke, which of course <laughs> contains all kinds of nasty Rumsfeld stuff, to go see the film about the poor quality of food coming out of the industrial food system. Just makes me laugh and then cry every day I'm at work. <laughs> That's good. Anyway, thought you might enjoy that tidbit. Keep up the swine flu, Mexican flu, novel H1N1 reporting. My wife, son, and soon-to-be-born be, be second child appreciate it, and I'll be donating as soon as my budget allows. Uh, Aaron, thank you very much. And this is true. This is the same thing with the, you know, the so-called, you know, it's like, oh, horrible, the Iranian elections, they're all rigged. What a horrible country. We know one woman died. Horrible. She got shot. I think probably even a stray bullet. Doesn't matter. It was very visual. It was a horrific thing to see. Meanwhile, 130 people are being killed in Chinese riots. You don't read anything about. But what does this incredibly switched on intelligent audience do? I'm changing my Twitter icon to green. <laughs> I'm so against the Iranian suppression. We've got it's a green revolution. Those people will be the first to get two to the head. You're on a roll today. I'm feeling it, baby, because I'm I'm just I'm just giving up on trying to help people. <laughs> uh, the people who are listening to the show, I care about you. I love you, and 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 the more we talk about this stuff, the more we just raise our awareness level. We'll be able to avoid most of the crap that comes down the pike. We'll be okay. Get your gold, avoid the shots, and you'll be fine. Peculiar article sent to me by uh, one of our producers uh, and lawyers. DNA from genetically engineered foods can end up in your genes. Here's a summary of a, of, of a piece. <laughs> you, you should be so lucky. Tissues including meat of chicken who had eaten only genetically engineered BT corn were found to contain pieces of the DNA from this food. Mm -hmm. The problem, however, is that every cell in the plant GE foods uh, contain genetically unstable DNA from the cauliflower mosaic virus the DNA is suspected to be carcinogenic, blah, blah, blah. Moreover, the CAMV, which is the cauliflower thing, is related to human viruses that cause serious diseases, AIDS, and hepatitis B. The corn grains on one cob of GE can contain hundreds of millions of such D, uh, pieces of DNA. This is one of several studies that established that the genes in the body may take up potentially harmful photo or pathogenic viral DNA from genetically engineered food. Now, now a lot of people, I had one of the guys who won some, he won a Nobel Prize. He's a famous uh, uh, scientist from San Diego, and I think he teaches down there. And he, I, I was asking him about this. You know, there's a thing called um, uh, genetic uh, therapy where you can actually change the genes in your body. Okay. Uh, so in other words, you, you, so I asked him specifically because that would be an interesting thing. What if you wanted to, to change somebody's genetic structure so they, they've been a lifetime brunette and you wanted to make them a redhead? Could you do it in real time? Or could you give so, them a big rack? There you go. Same thing. He said, yeah, absolutely. Really? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So you could do change the stuff in real time. So that means that it's possible that, you know, what this summary of this article is, in other words, you're eating screw. I mean, I, <laughs> I think this will come to a head when somebody eats something and starts glowing the next day, you know, or giving or having an electric charge. So, so it can have an immediate effect. Yeah. Wow. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. That's pretty spectacular. Well, it would be in the case of the big front, but, you know. Yeah. It's like, what happened to you? I don't know. I've just been eating corn. <laughs> <laughs> it's them grits. 
Anyway, it's just all bad. Yeah, I mean, this is what people don't realize. You know, you, you've probably heard the saying, you are what you eat. A German research group led by Professor Walter Dorfler at the University of Cologne has repetitively demonstrated that a large enough pieces of DNA to contain a gene may survive digestion. Right. It means it, do, it doesn't your, break down, it stays in your body and becomes a part of you. Moreover, Durfler showed that these absorbed pieces of DNA were taken up in the tissues of mice and ended up inside the cells. Yeah. That's what it does. And, you know, uh, I was talking to Mickey this morning. She says, you know, I've got this. What do you want for breakfast? I, I love her when she makes me breakfast. And she says, uh, do you want some soy milk? I'm like, soy milk? What? <laughs> soy milk? And, and then I lay into this whole thing. I said, you know, I was drinking soy milk for a year or two. And then John said, hey, man, that'll make your brain shrink. And then I started looking into it. And the audience, producers started sending all these these uh, detailed accounts about what soy can do, and so I think you know. So really, this you know, it will make your brain shrink, and uh, it's not good. Turn for you into you. a woman, and then you know. And she said, "Well, so uh, you know, why? What? What is it with soy?" And I said, "Well, for the same reason, when they feed this crap to laboratory mice, they die two weeks later. That's that's the stuff that's happening. You die from it slowly." Something weird going on, uh, John. You know my. Um, my By the theory. way, we, I've got a link that you can put in the show notes that uh, that Steck just gave me, which is the government gene. It's a human genome project information and a, and a whole thing from the government working on gene therapy. And the question is, why is the government working on gene therapy? We'll find out. Because anyway, they can. You'll love this. This goes in the Good. show notes. Yeah. People will get a kick out of reading it. Put it on it. Skype so I don't forget it. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. So, um, you know, of course, my theory that the uh, one of the main reasons, if not the only reason we are in Afghanistan is to protect our investment in the poppy fields, since uh, it's pretty clear, as documented over and over and over again, that the U.S. military transportation, not necessarily the U.S. military personnel, but uh, the cover of the uh, military is being used to transport uh, heroin uh, all over the, uh, the, Western, uh, the Western world. And, you know, if you look at where all the camps are in the Helmand province, they're all surrounding the poppy fields. And now all of a sudden, the U.S. military is bombing poppy seeds. They're collecting the poppy seeds. It's like a, it's almost like a little show going on here. It's like, let's you mean, what do you mean they're bombing poppy seeds? Okay. The U.S. military bombed about 300 tons of poppy seeds in a dusty field in southern Afghanistan today. So they're not actually bombing the fields. But they're taking 300 tons of poppy seeds, putting them in the middle of the desert, and then blowing them up. Now, here's what I wanted to get to. This is a news clip, and, I'd re- and of course, the link will be in the show notes. I'd really appreciate it if our producers could look at this. It's a CNN news clip. And tell me that the military – so there's a guy with a, with a flak jacket standing in a dusty surrounding, which is probably Universal Studios Lot D – and you see behind him, you see what looks like military personnel transporting big sacks, which apparently are of poppy, onto a flatbed truck, which then they apparently are going to go blow up. So I'd like you to look at this and tell me if these uniforms even remotely resemble those of U.S. Marines. Here's a little bit of the clip, just so you can uh, listen to it. Oh, crap, why is that not working? have moved into this area. They've been searching through the stalls here. And as we can see here, they're loading up 
thousands of bags of poppy seed. Why poppy seed? This is a major drug producing region. Uh, more than 90%. So there's like 10 guys carrying these bags, which may be filled with sawdust for all I know. And they're putting it onto a flatbed truck. But I'm, I keep stopping the video and they just don't look like marine uniforms, John. Yeah, they're. Uh, they're camouflage. We have some Marines that listen to our show. I'm I know sure we do. I know we do. Please take a look at it because even their demeanor, even the way they're walking, they look like mercenaries. They don't. Look yeah, Marines like, have a certain style, and so mercenaries yes, are different. Yes, yeah. Marines have a pride and a way they walk, and these guys are like all decked out with you know like mirrored sunglasses. And I'm just saying, you know, I'm like Blackwater. That's all I'm seeing. The world's heroin and opium products come from Afghanistan, and a bulk of that comes from Afghanistan. So anyway, how stupid is this? You know, if if you real so what so the whole idea is well, we want to cut the Taliban drug ties. You know, we've got to reduce the Taliban's income. This sounds to me like they're going to plant poppies so they can have a bigger crop, and they're this is the way of doing it. <laughs> well, if if you really want to get rid of it, then why wouldn't you go to the fields? No, they're taking the actual harvested crop, and then they're going and and burning it up. I thought they were. You said they were going to blow it up. Well, yeah, blow it up, burn it up, blow yeah, it up. Yeah, but how about this for blowing it up? Not blowing it up at all, but just spreading it with a bomb. Yeah, but that's what they're not doing. So it's 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 just like. Mm. No, I'm confused by the story. Anyway, here, well, here, here's where you'll start to understand it. It's a challenge to deliver assistance in a war zone. You can hear fighter jets flying above us right now," said Rory Donahue, a USAID development officer. Ooh, USAID. There we go. Yeah, this USAID guys are all over the place, and of course, this is uh, these are the true economic hitmen. Yeah, I, I, actually, one of our listeners is a USAID guy, and he says that, that we're wrong. Oh, yeah? That's <laughs> what he told gee, me. Gee, figures he'd say we're wrong. <laughs> well, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. Should we hit some real news for a second? Yeah, we need to get back, now, to back to real news. Uh, people have been sending this to us as a, a two-to-the-head story, which is funny. Of course, this is the uh, the Chinese worker who apparently... Uh, misplaced uh, an iPhone fourth generation and then w- winds up suicided. And, yeah. Uh, so the story is... Uh, Thrown oh, off a roof. Yeah. People say, oh, you don't want to mess with Apple. Goons. Yeah, Apple goons. <laughs> Who, just like Goldman Sachs, had stellar profits. How do they do that? How do they do that? Nobody's buying anything but Apple, I guess. I don't know. It's amazing because Apple's one of the few companies where the profits and the uh, uh, sales are up. Everybody else, profits are up, but sales are down. You know, you, that, people say, "Well, how do you do that?" Well, you just fire everybody. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's one way. That's one way. I mean, it's it, a lot of these companies pr- uh, reporting better profits. Are it's it, it is indeed all through uh, cost cutting measures. That's how you make your profits go up as well. Uh, but I think their revenues were pretty good, weren't they? Apple's revenues? Yeah, no, everything's up there. Everything's peachy. How Apple's do, on a roll, you, and now they, you know, the, the stock is flying because everybody suspects. Let me give a little background. Everybody suspects that the, the, when they open up China, it's going to the company's going to make so much money they don't know what won't know what to do with it. The stock will go to three hundred. Meanwhile, this loss of this four G phone in a country that counterfeits things like a like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> 
seems to me as soon as they roll out their phone in China, there's going to be a Chinese clone of it, a a counterfeit, you know, copy of it that will be just as good. You won't know the difference because if, you, if you've ever been to China and picked up some of these things, they're identical and they look like they're made in the same factories, even though they don't aren't necessarily. And they'll they'll flood the market with these things if they become popular. And and Apple will only get a piece of the action if they get any because these things will be selling for fifty bucks and Apple's will be selling for two hundred. Right. So and there's a lot of money riding on it. So yeah, Apple. Goons probably did throw the guy off the roof. Well, they, they, you know, the thing is, somebody mentioned to me on the Cranky Geek show that we did last Wednesday that Chinese are going to copy the iPhone whether they get the prototype of or course. not. But it would be nice to have the prototype in advance of the rollout, and you <laughs> might even get your phone out before <laughs> Apple does. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Hey, show. You have two more sound clips here. Do you want to use those for this episode? Yeah, let's use the uh, just. Well, this goes back to the healthcare thing, but I want to mention something that's, that's disconcerting. Play the uh, what? What are the two clips? I have cap I have? and trade and healthy economy. Oh, now <laughs> we better play the cap and trade one. I, the other one I could we can put off till Sunday, which is because uh, I got to get another uh, clip. Okay. Um, you want to set it up? The, the, I, so you know the cap and trade thing. Well, yeah, cap and trade is. No, I mean uh, the, the big, the big. Uh, they had the debate in Congress afterwards. It turns out, and I have another set of clips that after that's over, people could come up and they make comments. They say, you know, and, and so it, wait, I, wait, I wait, wait. So this, af- after the debate is over, after everything's over and they've closed the debate and everybody's left, these guys start to make comments. And I was going to erase, you know, I was erasing this, and I said, well, I never even picked up on these comments. But here's an example of two comments that took place after the cap and trade debate, and I don't have the guy's names in front of me but one of them is a republican the first guy and then the second guy is the democrat and you can kind of see the orientation of the two groups and the one group that thinks that they've got it knocked now, you might as well play it for what purpose gentleman from texas tries to address the house for one minute there's no objection the gentleman is recognized thank you mr speaker you know just moments ago on this floor there was cheering there was clapping over the passing of the crap and trade bill. Did he say crap and trade? <laughs> yeah, he, he said, said crap and trade. Wait, me, he said crap and trade. That's funny. Here we go. Over the passing of the crap and trade bill. <laughs> and uh, It's like, homo says what? <laughs> well, some guys should just do that. They go mumble something, and the speaker goes, uh, what, what, did the ge- what did the gentleman from Texas say? Uh, homo says what? <laughs> that would be funny. Let's just do it again. Bill. And it's a little tough to get excited you know from a political standpoint i should be overjoyed because i really believe in my heart so he's a democrat no he's the the republican He's the one that says crap and trade. He's the Republican. But he, oh, okay. Well, because he says from the political no, point. No, you got to listen to him because he's right, being right. sarcastic. Okay. American people find out, and this is just a, a part of it, when they find out what has been done to them, they are going to be livid and they're going to throw some people out of this body. I just know that'll happen. But I care more about America than I do politics. And I know that we'll be facing the single moms that heard from last summer. They can't afford the gasoline bill. They can't afford the propane. You didn't do a great thing. You hurt some really decent families struggling, trying to make it. And this is going to be their death knell. It breaks my heart. I yield back. Wow. Now, here comes the Democrat. Let me just ask you a question. Uh, Propane. Do you use propane? No. Who uses propane? Everybody in Texas. (laughs) So the Democrat is on the same clip? 
No, yeah, the Democrats coming up on the same clip. He's from Tennessee, and he, he, you can see where he, he's coming from. Are there any further requests for one minute? Gentleman from Tennessee, what proceed rise? There's no objection. The gentleman's recognized. Thank you, sir. This is uh, Black Music Month, and we had a resolution to introduce. What did he call it? Black Music Month. This is uh, Black Music Month, and we had a resolution to introduce and pass celebrating the 30th anniversary of Black Music Month. Because of the schedule, it, it didn't come up, and that's why I wanted to address that back today. Black Music Month is important as it reminds people okay, the history of, of music in this. What? It's got nothing to do with anything. What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> they just finished the crap and trade argument, and this guy's going off. And Black I got example month. after example. The Republicans come out and they they moan and groan about something, and then the Democrats say, "You know, I'd like to talk about mar- marmots in the state of Kentucky." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I'm all for Black Music Month. Yeah, get Kanye well, West on the floor. Anything. Yeah, this healthy economy now is only 29 seconds. You want to hit that or not? Uh, yeah, this is this is part. There's a going on right now in California. I know, and I'm sure in the rest of the country, there is an advertising campaign done by uh, one group called you know this, uh, this one's called American Economy, Healthy America, or something like that. I, I have to. I wrote it down somewhere, and I can't find it. Uh, and the other one is done by AFSME, the, Amer- the American Federation of State, County, Municipal Employees, which is a union. And when I looked at the at the at who who runs this particular operation, where I have the clip from, this is actually S. EIU, which is the Service Employees International Union. So these unions are pushing the following advertisement on the public. There's about five variations of this that I can tell. I've got two of them. And uh, play it. If we don't act, medical bills will wipe out their savings. If we don't act, she'll be denied coverage because of a pre-existing condition. And he won't get the chemotherapy he needs. If we don't act, health care costs will rise 70%, and he'll have to cut benefits for his employees. But we can act. The President and Congress have a plan to lower your costs and stop denials for pre-existing conditions. It's time to act. Yeah, you know, I was going to mention that uh, I was scanning around the channels yesterday, and um, every single news, cable news channel is just... All the programming, and of course programming, as you know, John, having worked in television, is only there to fill up the gaps between the commercials. Every commercial pod is filled with either pharmaceutical ads or all these ads to pass the the health care bill. And this is just one version of it. I mean, I, I have heard so many different ones. Well, here's ones. the other one. The, the AFSCME version is, the, is more interesting because it's advocating uh, – that you contact uh, Diane, Diane, I'm sorry, Diane Feinstein, mm-hmm. uh, and tell her to vote for the bill. She's she's a Democrat. She's voting for the bill. But and why is it Diane Feinstein and not Barbara Boxer that you're supposed to contact? Unless this is just essentially a cheap promotion for Diane Feinstein, you know, by mentioning her name over and over and over again because she's closely well, no, connected no, with AFSCME, which is a union. No, 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 John. It's psychological warfare. It's psyops. It's real easy. I mean, you, you want... First of all, no one even knows who's a Republican or a Democrat. There's, oh, I'll call her. Yeah, sure. And then well, I, I think it's... I still think it's coming out of her office so she can go and say, I have gotten all these letters, yeah, yeah. and 90% of them tell me to vote for this bill, so that's why I'm voting for the bill. It's kind of a cover-your-ass approach. But you have to question... And any normal thinking person who probably listens to this show, you have to question the validity 
of the programming if it is completely paid for by the pharmaceutical industry and all these special interest groups who are telling you to vote for this health care bill you yeah have, no there's no how question can they, about how can it. they be objective they can't because you it's look I, we are in, in the advertising business this is just why this show has no advertising because if i sat here and said you know swine flu vaccinations are going to kill you don't take them and then we, or we're talking about genetically modified wheat and then we have a Monsanto commercial, the show would end very, very quickly. It would be over. No, or- I, I'm not going to argue the point, but, there, but there's another point here that I want to mention that, that actually is more galling. I thought channel uh, that one of these the ads that you just heard there was on Channel Eleven KNTV, the NBC affiliate in the Northern California. These are the same people, along with KGO, says they do not take advocacy ads, they do not take activist ads, so we cannot run the marijuana ad, and they're running this. Well, of course, because th- th- these are the guys that have I'm tons just saying, and tons and it's tons a little of annoying money. to me. That these guys make a big stink about not running the marijuana ad, the, one, the woman who wants to legalize it, and then they push in this stuff. As this looks like an advocacy ad, if if any it has ever of been. Of course, it's an advocacy well, ad, the, and it's and everything's filled with it. It's filled with it. Anyway, you know there was there was another um, pharma ad that I saw, which really blew me away. I'm just looking for it. It was sent to us by uh, uh, by a producer. Hold on, because it involved uh, a new product, which I had not heard of yet. Um, oh, boy. Let's see. I want to look for the 22nd. Oh, These guys need to develop a new uh, antibiotic. Well, no. Th- well, again, you know, the pharma industry, which is just so incredibly big and so um, ingrained into the whole system... Are they, all these patents are running out, which I'm sure is why ACTA, which we haven't talked about in a while, but I'm sure ACTA is going to have a lot to do with the patents on pharmaceutical inventions. You know, so all these drugs, some, many of these drugs really good and, and do save lives, but, you know, they've been around for, how long does a patent last on? Uh, 26 years. Is that it? Pretty much, yeah. Hmm. They figure if you can't make your money in 26 years, you know, we got to get this stuff into the public domain. Uh, so I guess I'm not able to find. Anyway, it's a um, it's a medicine that actually grows your eyelashes, and they've got. Brooks- oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it's got- like, well, who is working on these things, and why? <laughs> Wait, what was the name of it? Because because I want to find I that. I can't commercial. remember the name of it, but it, yeah, it grows your eyelashes. This is creepy. Uh, well, let's see, shields. I can find it in Gmail. I thought I had tagged that for the for this episode. Hold on. Yeah, we'll get it on Sunday. Oh well, no, no, I'll, I'll get it. Uh, it'll hmm. Maybe I deleted it. What the? F- what, what was I thinking? Maybe you you were too tempted. How do you spell Brooke with an E? Brooke, uh, Brooke, Brooke Shields. Uh, well, there's also Brooks. Nah. Talking about our guy? No, I'm talking about Brooke Shields because she does. Oh, with an E, B R O K E. Yeah, maybe somehow it got deleted. Oh, well, that's too bad. I'll I'll find it for Sunday because when you when you see the commercial, it's even better. But when you listen to it, you're like, whoa. Um, yes, yeah, a creepy product. Okay, so what we haven't talked about, John, you know. Swine flu. Yes. And uh, Freeze M76. Our, our prob- lawyer, prob- by the way, prob- says prob- a patent's last 17 to 20 years, depending on filing date. My understanding was 26, but okay. okay. Freeze M76, uh, probably an alias. 
uh, says, Adam, time for some real news, and it's really time to really move the swine flu agenda forward. We need a celebrity to die from swine flu. And uh, Didn't we suggest this earlier? And now, back to real news. Here it comes, straight out of Gitmo Nation East. The big news is the sugar babes have been struck by swine flu. UK girl band The Sugar Babes have been struck down with the deadly swine flu. Band members Heidi Range and Emil Baraba have been put into quarantine after the... <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't read it with a straight face. Have been put into quarantine after they developed symptoms of the virus. Keisha, 24, admitted, I definitely don't have the swine flu, but the other girls are all ill with it. We've had to cancel all our events for the next week or so while the girls get better. I can't believe I know someone who has swine flu. I'm sure we'll all laugh when it's over, though. The girls were due to meet the U.S. music mogul Jay-Z this week to talk over promoting their new single, Get Sexy, in the States. But they've been ordered to cancel all promotional duties on their new track for at least two weeks, including their slot at the Reading and Leeds festivals this weekend. This is big news, John. And now, back to real news. Well, you know, if I was one of these celebrities, I, I, mean, I don't know how many celebrities per se listen to our show, but I would not let them quarantine me, and I wouldn't even go get tested because if you dis- take if they take you off the radar, you know, and then the next thing you know, you get the report that you're dead. They get they get the dead celebrity they want because it would be useful to promote swine flu vaccine to 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 have a dead of course, celebrity, of course. In the UK, and, and once again, John, we were way ahead of the curve. We already called this. Remember, we were laughing about the phone consultations, and uh, they should just have a, uh, a you know, if, if you are coughing, press one. If you're hawking up mucus, press two. You have the swine flu. So the United Kingdom is now going to open up a, uh, a call center. Uh, where you can actually call in if you suspect that you have the swine flu. And these will be manned. 2,000 people will be on the phones telling you um, if you indeed have the swine flu based upon your answers. And then you can have a swine flu buddy. <laughs> a swine flu buddy can then go pick up uh, some Tamiflu for you. Brother. <laughs> Uh, looks like they're starting trials in Australia, actually starting, as well as Canada. Let me, uh, yeah, no, they've, they've, they've started the trials in Australia. Hold on, I'm going to, uh, this was sent to me, Australia, this was sent to me by several of our producers out there listening to, uh, to No Agenda. Yeah, I got one of them too. Do you have one, uh, handy? Uh, no, because my email box seems to be not doing its search properly. I'm going to have to pre-open these files before we do the show. Uh, so, no, I don't. Hold on a second. Very uh, here it is. Uh, this is from uh, Alex. Alexei. Uh, Sydney. Australia on Wednesday began human trials for a swine flu vaccine as concerns grew over the disease after its global death toll passed 700. Oh. Some 240 adults and 400 children are involved in the trial at the Royal Adelaide Hospital with the government hoping to start mass immunization within months. As soon as I have confirmed that the vaccine is safe and effective, I will ensure it can be rolled out to the community, Health Minister Nicola Roxon said. Uh, of course, Australia has already uh, ordered 21 million shots. Though I guess that would be uh, enough for, uh, for everybody. So here it is. This is the, the thing that really freaked me out. 
the uh, CSL uh, bio, so CSL Biotherapies, CSL Limited, is uh, who's uh, developing this uh, vaccine, said many people had volunteered for the swine flu vaccine trial because they wanted to avoid catching the disease. We're talking about kids between six months and nine years. Yeah, they volunteered. A six-month-old kid held up his hand and said, What a crock. That's a good one. It involves two injections and two blood tests. And what they're actually doing, John, is they're so the first injection is you know of um, a regular dose, and then they give get a double dose just to see if there's a difference if it works if, better. Yeah, yeah, right. See if it kills them. <sighs> so they've actually started. They've start and uh, and you know who is this CSL all of a sudden? Where, where where are all the other guys? How many companies are making this stuff? It looks like about a half a six or so. It looks like to me. And I think they're all variations. I'm telling you, this is, you know, although the, you know, there's some people think this is a attempt to kill, cull the pub, the public. I still think it's just an attempt to find a, a an ad, adjuvant uh, that works, and they're going to just use the public as a test bed. I'm sending, I'm forwarding you a a message from uh, Doc, uh, who uh, I've been working with for a long time on podcasting. He actually got me set up on. Uh, on Ableton Live, which has been a lifesaver for me to be able to produce this show. He's a doctor, and uh, he has sent me, when I was doing the Daily Source Code, he would send me information. He's, he specializes in vaccinations, and he knows a lot about this stuff. And he sent a, well, just let me read this to you, what he says. Uh, always following on, Jenna, consequences of vaccination are a central point in my job. Uh, this often puts me in conflict with the rest of the medical community, but I have to say you're doing a good, you're doing, he's Italian, so it's a little off. You're doing a good investigative work and you are on the right path. If you like, I can give you a lot of info about adjuvants, old and new, are dangerous. How Guillain Barr is only the tip of the iceberg, how Big Pharma knows this, and how Big Pharma wants this and gets revenue from this. Find attached a slide from one of my presentations from last year. It's about Gardasil. This is the HPV uh, uh, injection, John, which now I'm more convinced probably was a pre-adjuvant test. Uh, you can get a hint of the effect of adjuvants. So if you look at this chart, do you have it there? No, I don't. And by the way, hepatitis B is another one of these that uses adjuvants to an extreme. So we had so it's which a, is a non I, it's like a non, unnecessary. I went, went to my doctor. I said, "What's this with this?" Because I heard about this. I said, "Who's and he's a reasonably good doctor." I said, "What's with this hepatitis B vaccine?" He says, "You don't want a hepatitis B, B vaccine." He says, "You're working with blood all day." Mm. It's the only people that need it. So this uh, this chart would you, you can't get your email at all. No. Ah, oh, it sucks. It's the post-dose evaluation of injection. Uh, I can't read. You just that. send me a link to it on the Skype. It's, thing. Well, it's not a link. It's uh Oh, it's on the it's email. The, well, hold on a second. I can. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Hold on, I'll do that for you. Hold on, let me just. Uh, I mean, you have, you'll 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 freak out at this chart. You you, you just have to love it. Hold on. Okay, because it it has. Uh, yeah, you can, this will probably kill our uh, Skype connection, but it's worth not it. Not necessarily. Uh, it has the adverse experience of pain, swelling, or erythema. Arrhythmia. Arrhythmia. What's arrhythmia? Uh, it's uh, palpitations of the heart. Right. So after receiving a vaccine, after receiving an aluminium-containing placebo, and after receiving a saline placebo. And you'll see what kind of stuff is going on here. 
So I, I guess I, 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 don't, I guess it's okay for me to put that chart in the show notes. I'll wait. And, I know he's listening, so I'll wait until he confirms that. Is um, it his chart? It's yeah, his you chart. May, yeah, you yeah, may have chart. to cover up some data. Yeah. So I won't. I won't post that until I hear from. We him don't like to okay. bust our 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 moles. No. 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 Um. So let me see. There was uh, Canada also gearing up for the trials. Let me get. Let me get. There you go. <laughs> let me get that. Uh, so I'm looking at it. It did kind of screw up the Skype a little bit. This is erythema. I don't know what erythema is. I don't either. I'll look it up. So E R Y T H E M A. If somebody wants to look it up on the chat room. So I I know that you received this email, although you might have kind of read over. This was from uh, this was aired on uh, or on the on the website of KPBS, where a um, Barbara. Ferrer, executive director of the Boston Public Health Commission, says... But by the way, I'm looking at this chart. So if you're going to get a shot, tell people, whoever's doing it, you want the saline placebo. (laughs) (laughs) Can I have the the placebo, please? Don't actually give me the shot. I don't want the real deal. Um, Anyway, go ahead. Okay, I'm looking for... This is this is such a wonderful article. This is where you bust someone. Um, this person says that they have never used adjuvants in vaccines in America ever. That's not no. He says in flu vaccines. In flu vaccines, yeah. yeah but that, I think that's true. In all the other vaccines, a lot of them have it. You really think they've never used it in a flu vaccine? I'm, I don't see why they'd have to, because they, could, they always can crank out enough of this stuff. They don't need the adjuvants. I don't know that it's true, but it doesn't, it doesn't strike me as not being true. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, when I read that, I, I kind of read it differently. And I was like, well, wait a minute. How can you say that we're, we have never used no, just flu, specific to flu, the seasonal flu vaccine. Because, you know, I know that hepatitis B, for example, definitely has it. And yeah, you're that, right. That- the problem is no U.S. flu vaccine has ever included an adjuvant. And in Europe, experience with adjuvant-containing flu vaccines has been limited to vaccines for the elderly. Yeah, kill them first. Well, the target for pandemic H1N1 vaccine will largely be children and younger. I love that. The target for the pandemic. There was another thing. The World Health Organization uh, held a meeting with all of the health commissioners from their member states, and they refused to release minutes. Even better than that, they say no minutes were taken of this meeting. So you know that's bad news. Yeah, well, yeah, they're covering something up when they don't take minutes. The bite law says that uh, the the reason they're doing the testing, they're going to turn these people into antibody breeders. So you get a whole big test group, and then you lock them up, and then you suck the blood out of them because that's where you can get your. Uh, <laughs> that's where you get what you get your vaccine. You, you get, get your... your vaccine from their blood. <laughs> cool. It's a science fiction story. I've read it. We could write it, dude. We could so totally write this one. Swine flu shots to boost Baxter. Baxter company reports second quarter profit increased by thirteen percent. Two thousand nine <laughs> forecast raised. Yeah, duh. Of course, uh, let's not forget this is a uh, an Illinois-based company, Chicago to be exact. 
This is all part of the uh, the Chicago thugs that have taken Actually, over our you know, country. Ever since they, they put the live avian flu in their vaccines, I don't see how they can even be in business. It doesn't make any sense to me. And no one, is, no one has investigated that. There's no, you know... There was a uh, someone did ask um, the equivalent of a, a congressional question in the Dutch uh, parliament. Uh, no answer has come in yet, but I did see the question. I think it was the Socialist Party, uh, or no, the it was it was the uh, the Party for Animals. <laughs> There's an actual animal party in Holland, and uh, they did ask the uh, the health minister, "Hey, you know what's going on? Uh, what's with the force of vaccinations? Uh, have you heard about Baxter?" You know, they'll get an answer sometime after the recess, I'm sure. And then my uh, my sister, who lives in Gitmo Nation East in Italy, she sent in a pretty interesting article, which I didn't even know you uh, you hadn't read, John. This is... Uh, no, I end up blogging it, though. You want to just, just summarize it? Yeah, summarize it. No, I want you to summarize it. Oh, yeah, some it. woman yeah. who is a science writer with kind of a sketchy uh, career uh, has sued the WHO, Barack Obama, and everybody and their sister for attempting to uh, euthanize the public with these swine flu shots, which she says are uh, illegal and forced vaccination. It's, just a, it's a very interesting thing. It's probably easier to read the whole thing on the blog uh, than listen to the summary, but it's an actually interesting lawsuit, but it's and it's kind of backed up, unfortunately, by David Ickes and all the other. I you mean, mean it's da- very David Ike. David very- Ike. 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 Oh, here I found Latisse, John. Oh, you did? Yeah. Hold she on. in the house there? No, Latisse. Oh, you're, the, you're, that, that- you're talking about the rapper. No lashes. Grow longer. Grow fuller. And darker lashes. Grow. How's up? Oh, wanted it start. I'm using Latisse, the first and only FDA-approved prescription treatment for inadequate or not enough lashes. <laughs> inadequate or not enough lashes. FDA-approved for your convenience. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Listen to this thing. It's great. Treatment for inadequate or not enough lashes. It's actually... Oh, wait a minute. Here's the name of it, John. It's called... Bimatropost Ophalimic Solution. <laughs> <laughs> what is he pronounce these things like my wife? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Latisse solution is prescri- is a prescription treatment for hip hip truck hip truck. Oh God! Yeah, hip trichosis. Hip trichosis. Hip trichosis used to grow eyelashes, making them longer, thicker, and darker. But now listen to the uh, the side effects. Treatment for inadequate or not enough lashes applied nightly as instructed by your doctor. Latisse grows lashes in as little as eight weeks, with full results in twelve to sixteen. If you are using prescription products for lowering eye pressure or have a history of eye pressure problems, only use Latisse under close doctor care. May cause eyelid skin darkening which may be reversible and there is potential for increased brown iris pigmentation which is likely permanent if you develop or experience any eye problems or have eye surgery consult your doctor immediately common side effects include itchy eyes and eye redness grow longer fuller darker lashes yeah, and bloodshot right eyes. For you. <laughs> How do you Find like my doctor. lashes, honey? I don't know. You look like you've been smoking dope for wait, a month. Wait, here's the best part. Here it comes. Right for you. Find a doctor at Latisse.com today. So find a doctor at Latisse.com. Oh, these doctors, these doctors should be boycotted. Anybody on that list. 
and it's Brooke Shields doing this whole commercial. So it, I it, know Brooke Shields should. She. This is terrible. Yeah, and I really like her. I want to like her, oh. but I can't like her anymore. This is so wrong. It's so wrong. Is All she right. using it? Oh, probably not. We, we, we um, when we were talking about the uh, the co-op. What was that, John? The national. What was that thing we were talking about? Wondering if it was a if it was a co- if it was a commercial entity. Part yes, of that, the USA. That, that operation that we looked into last week. Yeah, so uh, producer Brett says, I went to Cincinnati and was in the co-op engineering program. I assure you that it's a for-profit enterprise, and the students get paid. I did quite nicely, thank you. Oh, yeah. well, that's good. Yeah, that's good to know. And they're passing the money around to the students, the kids, the children. Yes, that's good. It's a good thing. Here we go. Mass immunization exercise in Canada. Andrew... From uh, Gitmo Nation, uh, from uh, Gitmo Nation Light, as we call it, up there in Canada. Uh, after listening to all your reports on forced vaccinations in the U.S., Adam and John, I started to look around to see if there's anything happening in Canada. To my surprise, the Canadian federal government, along with the provincial government of Ontario, have been running mass immunization exercises in Canada. These exercises have been happening in the northern parts of the province, away from the media and cameras, and have been run since uh, run using the Oneida of the Thames and Constant Lake First Nation communities. What are these, like Eskimos? First Nations? Constant it's all, it Lake to all Native, Amer- Native uh, yeah. livers. They're not Native Americans. No, but they're, they're Native they're Canadians. Indians. Yeah. That's what they are. North Americans. They selected these groups of people due to the, quote, different populations, de- geographic circumstances, and emergency plans, and each carried out the exercise differently to reflect their specific circumstances and needs. Nonetheless, common goals and outcomes were identified through a coordinated approach and can be taken into consideration by other communities planning mass immunization exercises in Ontario. The exercise tested each community's ability to provide immunization safely and efficiently to as many people as possible in a one-hour period. (laughs) What are they going to do? Can you say genocide? (laughs) Man, it's like... God. Hammering that shit out. So there's ah oh, he has so much. I wish he had a link to some of this. But they're going to uh, have to go back to the gun if they're going to do that much shooting. The the vaccine gun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, there's just so much, you know. And I'd and I'd, I'd really like to uh, to ask you to no longer email me these stories because I can't keep track of them. If you put them at drop.io slash daily source code, or I think it's actually no agenda drop dot com. You can uh, you can email them to me, but you have to put no agenda or N-A in the subject line. And, uh, John, if you'd like a nice little trip, we could take some of our uh, money and go to Khan for uh, Panfluvac, which is uh, another fine conference. In Khan? Yes, in Khan. That's oh, right. I, I like the way they're going with such a low-budget operation. <laughs> Panfluvac, or F... Oh, man, these words... Efficacious vaccine formulation system for prophylactic control of of influenza pandemics is a specific targeted research and innovation project financed by the sixth framework program of the European Union. Yes, let's go to con, European Union bastards. Panfluvac.org. In the middle of summer, so we can go to the topless beach and look around. <laughs> nice rack. Hey, I got some jeans for I couldn't you. find a hotel in Cannes, so I had to stay in Saint-Tropez down the street. 
Jeez. Oh, uh, I mean, if they hold the thing in like you know Dusseldorf, it would make more sense in terms of the uh, in fact it's a junket. It's yeah, a of course, scam. it's a junket. Of course, it's a huge junket. And the problem is, of course, being there, that would take all of our monies out of the entire fund that we are putting together. So we can do a third show a week. That's what we're trying to do. But we're still not getting Enough we're getting, money. you know, we get a lot of people. We get on Sunday. I'll list the current donors. But we, you know, we still need more donations. We have a lot of listeners. And I know a lot of them don't want to donate to anything. And which I don't blame them, even though, you know, by the way, you can take debit cards they, to do checks. Uh, this is the system we're using pretty much takes any kind of money any way you can deliver it and um we need to you know get a, tw- a 24 dollar a year subscription or send us 50 or 100 dollars it'd be f- great uh we've got one guy who sent us 51 dollars and 54 cents who i'll mention by name on sunday but the, the co- what do you think 5154 is um this is one of the more weirder screwball things anyone's come 50, up with. I have no idea what's fifty-one. If you punch in H one N one on your phone keypad, oh, 50, <laughs> good one, fifty-one fifty-four. I like it. But we that should just be our code fifty-one fifty-four. Well, maybe it's fifty. Yes, fifty-one fifty-four H one. That that doesn't sound right because it would have to be fifty-one H one N one. No, it can't be. It would have to no, be H fifty-one forty-one. Maybe it's H one N five. Oh. H, mm, no, because it would be. Well, I, maybe I got the wrong number. We'll figure it out on <laughs> Sunday. We'll talk hey, about I, it. I'll take the money that. anyway. I don't care. Take it's good. Money. Take the money. I can't keep track. I can't get my email. So uh, we need some more help. So go to noagenda.squarespace.com. You can read the show notes there, and there's also a couple of buttons you can push. And, or you can go to dvorak.org slash NA. We really seriously appreciate it. And we want to thank everybody who has contributed, by the way, because there's been a lot of people. And, uh, it's a small percentage of the listeners, but we want to thank all of them, and we'll uh, mention all the fifty and one hundred dollar donors on Sunday. Yeah, and there are many people who who just don't have the financial. Yeah, there's a lot of students, right and we're not saying you have to, you know, absolutely. But the fact is, we don't want to do advertising for obvious reasons. That from the nature of the show, uh, it's not going to really be practical. Uh, no, because it, we can put some link. You know, we will have some probably like, for example, Squarespace donated the uh, the website, the square the no agenda.squarespace.com, dot com, and so we'll have a link to them. But that's you know nothing we'd even discuss is it's not a political thing. Let me just tell you about a couple of other links that because uh, I I didn't realize this until I went to noagendaforums.com dot com the other day and I scrolled down to the bottom. Let me just, John, there are links out there that is, it's unbelievable. And, and I encourage you to go to noagendaforums.com. So, of course, we have noagenda.squarespace.com. We have dvorak.org slash na, noagenda.mevio.com, noagendastream.com, uh, then channelcurry.com. And noagendachatroom, the noagendachat.com. Noagendachat.com, noagendadrop.com, noagenda.mobi, noagenda.nl. We have a Facebook page. We have noagendawiki.com, noagendajingles. <laughs> we have... By the way, we're not doing these sites. No, we're not. Then there's a um, a mobile BlackBerry app, which I didn't even know about, bb.noagendaforums.com. There are, I think, two or maybe three No Agenda apps in the iTunes store. So just search for No Agenda in the iTunes uh, app store. And and this is because clearly we, we, we must be doing something right. 
And that's another fantastic way to, to contribute. You know, if you, if you don't have any money, if you're in your student or you're out of work, then you can, uh, help pass the word out, um, build online applications, pointers, copy the show, uh, yeah, post it on your own site. Yeah, burn it to, burn it to CDs, pass those out. Because as I stated at the beginning of the show, only the people who listen to shows like this will survive. And we're the only show like this. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Did you see the uh, the new recruit we have, John? And I think this should be the uh, the album art for this episode. Have you seen this one? I forwarded it to you from uh, producer Patrick Bissellian. Hey, guys, in order to prepare my new baby girl against the New World Order, <laughs> right. I decided I'd give her the best source of real news from the get-go. Here she is in this beautiful picture, uh, three hours old, Flavie Bissellian. Born July 21st, 2009, in the morning. Uh, and there's a picture of a Blackberry with headphones stuck on this poor kid's head <laughs> with, with no agenda running on the Blackberry. And then there's a little PS. I was originally planning on using my iPod Touch to simulate an iPhone, but I was afraid we'd end up on Adam's jerk list. Cheers from Gitmo Nation East Montreal. Feel free to use. Patrick, not yet producer, but soon to be. Oh, man, you're, if you're listening, you're a producer, and this is, uh, wow, you've, 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 you've given your child's image to us. That's uh, quite a contribution. I think that should be the album art, John. All right, go for it. That's fine. I think it's, you know, we should probably make that a poster. <laughs> a T-shirt. <laughs> a T-shirt or a poster. Are the T-shirts for sale yet? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to work on the T-shirt thing with the different guys that want to do T-shirts. I'm going to do it this week. Good. Which means I got tomorrow to finish the job. Yeah, really? <laughs> you're really, <laughs> you're all over it. By the way, how long do you want this show to go today? We're at the 140. We're, I mean, we're, we're out of control. This is what I'm saying. We really, sh- there's so much stuff to go through that we need to do this third show a week, but we can't do it based upon what we're getting in donations right now. We just can't, we can't even do these two shows based upon the donations. Right. It's true. It's uh, if we do it two hours and our you know what we get in income is zero. So, uh, but I anyway go to noagenda.squarespace.com. Or- Oops, did I lose you? Did you? Yeah, for a second there, you're back. Dvorak.org slash NA. We actually have a pretty good connection today, so ooh, not ooh, too concerned. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Don't invite the boogeyman. And we've got to wrap it up. Yeah, and if you want to have a good laugh, check out futureworldcurrency.com that's for a real good laugh if you want to see the future of our money as uh, President Medvedev held up that coin recently this is the website for it futureworldcurrency.com it's a fun one alright way over time I'd say yeah but- well you're on a roll so I, was, I wasn't going to stop you let me see. Well, we had. Uh, let me just see if we, how many people. Well, we got. Well, we got a good amount of people listening. And of course, we want you to listen at the office. Yes, and we're going to come up with a splash screen that'll make it look like something legit. So I'll I'll work on that in the next week or so, and then it'll be a screen with a little player at the bottom, but it's going to say you're listening to a management training seminar. <laughs> Coming to you from the minimum security containment cell in the Crackpot Command Center, Gitmo Nation West, the undisclosed loft location in San Francisco, California. I'm Adam Curry. And from the foggy northern Silicon Valley, the place that doesn't exist, yet we're here. I'm John C. Dvorak. And we will talk to you again this coming Sunday, same place, more or less the same time, right here on No Agenda. <laughs>